Hello and welcome to True to the Bible with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us this morning for our next lesson in our Deuteronomy series. Today we're going to be doing something um, a little bit different. It's uh, just the formatting of it. We're going to be looking at the blessing which Moses blesses the people with before they go into the land. Now it's important because we see Moses' heart behind what he wants for the people of Israel. He's about to go die. He's about to go up on the mountain and he's going to die. He's not going to get to go into the land. But his desire is that the people would follow after God. And that's really important because he encourages them to do that. And we can actually learn from Moses and encourage those others around us. We're going to see that through the blessing, and we're also going to see that in the New Testament as we end um, today. So thanks again for joining us. We hope you, you enjoy this podcast. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 33. As you guys know, we've been going through the entire book of Deuteronomy, big section by big section. And so today we're on chapter 33. We're almost at the end. Next week's going to be a summary of the entire book. Uh, it'll be our last one. Today we're going to be looking at the blessing of Moses. We're going to be looking at basically the desire that Moses has for the people of Israel. Uh, and if you look at it, if you look at um, really the entire book, if you guys remember, there's the covenant, right? And it's a conditional covenant that God is making with people of Israel. Everybody remember that kind of? Mm -hmm. All right, so this conditional covenant, he says, if you guys obey me, here's what you're going to get as a nation. Here's the blessings that you're going to get. And then this, uh, this blessing that Moses gives them, okay, it's, it's kind of like he's looking forward saying, hey, I want you guys to take hold of this blessing. Like, I want you guys to obey God and have this blessing or take hold of this blessing because it's theirs to take, right, because it's a conditional covenant. Um, we're going to compare it a little bit with the blessing of Jacob, uh, but that's a prophetic blessing back in Genesis 29, and this is is not a prophetic. Um, it's not a prophetic blessing. It's more of like, like I said earlier, like Moses saying, "Hey, I want you guys. I want these things to happen to you guys. This is what's going to happen if you keep the covenant." Okay, so we're going to read a couple verses, um, starting in 33, verse one. We'll read all the way to verse six. And then we'll go uh, basically six to the end uh, as we look at it. And we're going to look at the blessing that it gives each of the tribes of Israel. It's going to be kind of a different lesson, um, kind of unique. And then we'll look at how that impacts us. Because really, um, we can be like Moses. Okay, Because really what he's doing here and what he did last week too with the song that we looked at is he's encouraging the people of Israel to do what God's called them to do. And that's what this blessing is. He's like, hey, you guys need to do what God called you to do. Because if you do, they're going to get these blessings that he's saying. Uh, he wants for them. So let's read verse 1 to start out with, and we'll, or verse 1 through 5, and then we'll, we'll pray. It says, Now this is a blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the sons of Israel before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Perrin, and he came from the midst of ten thousand holy ones. And his right hand was there flashing, lightning for them. Indeed, he loves the people, all your holy ones. In his hand they followed in your steps. Everyone receives your words. Moses charged us with a, with a law, a possession for the assembly of Jacob. Okay, right there in verse 4 it says he's charged them with this law. Remember, they've got to keep that law. That's part of the conditional promise or conditional covenant. In verse 5, And he was king in uh, Jershurun, which is Israel, when the hands of the people were gathered and the tribes of Israel together. All right, let's pray. Dear God, I just come before you and thanks for the state given to us. Thanks for all you've done for us. And um, I just pray that you'd help us to... Um, be encouraged or convicted uh, with your words and pray that it be your words and not mine, God. Uh, we love you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so, like I said, today's going to be a little bit different lesson. 
Um, it's going to be just a little bit unique just because of the way it is. There's actually all these blessings that we're going to look at, but the whole point goes back to one thing, and really it's that we need to be encouraging each other in good works and good deeds. And at the very end, we're going to look at some New, New Testament verses that say the same thing, that we should be encouraging one another uh, to do good things or to follow God or to do what's right. Uh, and really that's what Moses is doing here. Think about it, okay? Moses is 120 years old. We'll see next week that he's he doesn't look old and he doesn't feel old. Okay? That's what we see next week, even though he's 120. And at 120 years old, he can't go into the promised land, right? God's already said you can't go into the promised land uh, because of his disobedience. And he says, Okay, guys, I'm about to die. I know I'm about to die. I'm gonna give you a song so you can remember to do what's right. And I'm going to give you a blessing encouraging you that, hey, this is what I want for you. Even though I'm passing the baton to Joshua, even though I'm saying I'm not your leader anymore, this is what I want for you. I want for you guys to keep the covenant, to, to obey God so that he blesses you in this way. And so if we think about it, he's, he's up in front of all the people and he gives them this blessing. Like, And what he's doing is he's encouraging them to do what's right. And we need to encourage each other to do what's right too. Sky's not here today, but me and him are doing a little lifting competition. And I don't know what he's at. He's probably beating me pretty bad because I haven't lifted in the past couple of days. But um, the good thing about like competitions and lifting against each other, uh, in this case it's lifting, is that we encourage each other to lift more and more and more as far as lifting goes, right? And that happens with a lot of things in our life. Like if you have somebody in your life pushing you, you go a lot harder, right? With any sport, with anything that you are trying to learn how to do, with anything, if you have somebody pushing you, you go harder. And that's what... Uh, Moses is doing here. He's pushing these people to go hard, and we can push each other to go hard, right? And that's what the youth group, you know, that's what church, that's a lot of what it's for, is for us to encourage one another to do what's right. Make sense? Yeah? Kind of? All right. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at verse 6 first, and we're going to look through every one of these um, tribes. Can everybody see this? Okay, and it's, I don't have very many slides today. I'm basically going to stay on this the whole time, because this is basically going to give us basically the tribes of Israel and where they were at, okay? So you can kind of reference it as we're going through. He's going to give each of these, except Simeon, which is kind of weird, a, uh, a blessing, okay? And we're going to look at each one, and every single one goes back to, hey, this is the blessing I want for you because I want you to do what God called you to do so you can get this blessing. Does that make sense? No? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Not really? Makes sense. Makes sense? Okay. All right. Just making sure. Because if you don't get that, it's not going to come together. Okay? So look at verse 6. It says, May Reuben live and not die, nor as men be few. Super short verse. Okay? But if you guys remember Reuben, okay, he is, he's right here. Okay? He was a firstborn. Right? He was a firstborn of the 12 sons of Jacob. Firstborn, but he didn't get the firstborn portion. Okay? Does anybody know who got the firstborn portion? Joseph did. He got the double portion. Okay, that's why both of his sons got something. He didn't get the firstborn portion because he sinned against his father Jacob. Okay, in a in a in a bad way. Okay, uh, and so Jacob actually said, "Hey, your numbers are going to be few. Basically, like you're you're not going to have very many people in your tribe compared to the other tribes." And that was prophetic. So what Mo, what does Moses say? He says, "Hey, uh, Reuben, I want you to live and not die, nor your men be few." Basically, what he's saying is, "Say, hey, even though you're going to be a small nation." or small tribe, basically, I don't want you to completely die out, okay? And as we've looked at the conditional covenant, it makes sense with that because um, if, if they do what's right, they're going to live long in the land, right? That's part of the blessing. And so Moses says, hey, I want you guys to live long in the land. 
even if your even if your numbers are few, um, you know I hope they're not few, but even if they are few, I want you to live a long time in the land. And so his blessing for Reuben is, hey, I want you to do what's right so you live long in the land. Okay, then he goes on to Judah, which is also short in verse 7. It says, And regarding Judah, okay, Judah, so he said, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. With his hands he contended for them, and may you be a help against his adversaries. So what is it that he's asking for Judah? Um, he's asking that God would help Judah. Okay, again, this goes back to the covenant. What did the covenant say? Obey God, follow him, do what's right. And God will help you. God will get you through, right? And so his his prayer or his wish for Judah is that God would help him. God would help him. When I say Judah him, I mean the whole tribe, right? God would help the tribe of Judah. It's kind of interesting because in like Genesis 49 is where Jacob blesses all of his sons. In Genesis 49, uh, Jacob blesses Judah with the kingship. He says the ruler will never depart from you. And that's why like, um, Jesus is coming, coming from the tribe of Judah, right? And he's going to rule forever from the tribe of Judah. All that came from Jacob. Uh, but here, <clears throat> he doesn't really mention that. He just says that he wants God to help Judah. Um, and that's going to come if they obey. If they obey. Okay, Simeon is the next one. Okay, and Simeon doesn't have a verse because there's no blessing for Simeon. Okay, which is interesting. Okay, it's also even more interesting because you see how Simeon is kind of like, you can't see it as well on this map, but... Basically, Judah comes all the way down below him, and Simeon's just kind of in the middle of Judah. Okay, Simeon as a nation just basically morphed into Judah, okay, or as a tribe. Okay, there, there wasn't a distinct tribe of Simeon after a while, and we don't know why that is. We don't know why he didn't bless him here. I do know that Jacob, okay, uh, Simeon's dad, didn't bless Simeon either. He cursed him. He cursed Simeon and Levi uh, because of their sin. And I also know that you guys remember uh, Phineas. Who remembers talking about Phineas? Anybody? Okay, it was a long time ago, but Phineas, he was that priest. When we talked about how zealous he was because um, there were those people that were sinning, and they were doing horrible sins, and they are doing it in front of the whole tribe of Israel, like all of Israel. You guys remember kind of that a little bit? Anyway, the people that were doing that sin, that were leading the people in those false gods and those pagan worships, was the tribe of Simeon, and a bunch of them died. And they think that maybe like so many of them died that they're barely a tribe at this point uh, because of that sin. So that might be some reasons why Simeon didn't get blessed. Okay. So then we move on to Levi. Okay. Levi is a long blessing. It's eight through eleven, and it's all about the priesthood. Okay. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but let's look at it. So Levi of Levi, he said, uh, "Let your throne and your urn uh, belong to a godly man who you proved at Manasseh, or at Massa, and whom you contended with at the waters of Meribah." Um, who said of his father and his mother, I do not consider them. He did not acknowledge them as brothers, nor regard them for his own sons, for they observed your word and kept your covenant. You shall teach your ordinances to Jacob and the law to Israel, and they shall be uh, put incense before you and put whole burnt offerings on your altar. O Lord, bless his substance and accept his, the work of his hands. Shadow the ones of those who rise up against him and those who hate him, that he will not rise again. Okay, so this is all about the priests, okay? Um, if you guys know the tribe of Levi is a priest tribe, right? All the priests come from Levi. If you didn't know that, okay, all the priests come from the tribe of Levi. Anybody know what tribe Moses is from? Is he from Levi? He's from Levi, right? And because his, his brother Aaron was the high priest, right? So this is Moses' tribe. Um, so as he goes through, he talks about um, the whole thing through uh, the priesthood. 
the two big words right there, the Thurum and Urim, okay, those are like little stones and they, um, that they put on the breastplate of the high priest. But they're actually, uh, they designate like priestly. So that's why he starts out with those. And then as he goes through here, look at it, He says that he doesn't consider his father and mother. Okay, he doesn't acknowledge his brothers. He doesn't regard his own sons. For they observe your word and keep your code. What is he talking about? He's talking about the priests because the priests, their whole goal was to serve God. Right? And so it's like, it's almost this idea of like, hey, I'm forsaking everything and following God to serve him in that certain capacity. Right? Which is the priesthood. Okay? And it talks about them teaching the ordinances or teaching the rules and things like that uh, and the law to Israel in verse 10. Uh, it says that they're going to put the incense before him. Okay? And the whole burnt offerings. Okay? That's again the priest. The priest's job was. Uh, for, to do the offerings and help the people with that. And so all this is talking about uh, the priests. And basically what Moses is saying, okay, end all what he's saying to this tribe of Levi is he's saying, hey guys, I want you to do what God's having you to do. Who set up Levi as a priestly tribe? God. God did. Okay, God said, hey, Levi, you guys are the, you guys are the priestly tribe. This is what I have for you guys to do. And Moses says, I want you guys to do that. Because guess what? If they do that, what? They're going to be blessed. So he says, I want you to do it because if you do it, you're going to be blessed. Okay? And that's what he's saying with all these guys. Is, hey, I want you to do this because if you do it, you're going to be blessed. Okay? He just talked about the song in the chapter before. You're going to be blessed if you do these things. Now he's saying, I want you to do these things and be blessed by them. Okay? Verse 12 is Benjamin. Okay? Of Benjamin. Look at verse 12 with me. Of Benjamin he said, May the beloved of the Lord dwell with security by him who shields him all the day. And he dwells between his shoulders. Okay, interesting thing about this one, it's pretty short, but he desires that Benjamin would dwell uh, with the Lord, dwell with God. The word dwell is in there twice, okay? That's the same Hebrew word in there twice. Uh, he just wants him, the, the tribe to reside with the Lord, okay? Then you move on to Joseph. He got the uh, double portion. Anybody know which tribes are Joseph? Up here? Yeah, Ephraim right here, and Manasseh, these two big giant ones. So he got, I mean, that's all Joseph. He got the firstborn double portion. Uh, both of his sons got an inheritance in the land. Um, so anyway, there's a 13 through 17 blessing on him. He says of Joseph, blessed of the Lord be in his land with the choice things of heaven and with the dew. Okay, as we're, as we're reading this, think about this real quick. Okay, um, we talked about this a lot, but part of the covenant blessing was that they'd be provided for, right? Like, if they obeyed God, they'd be provided for? Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of? Okay, think about that with this one, because this is the blessing that Moses wants from is that provision. Okay, blessed is the Lord, uh, blessed of the Lord be his land, meaning Joseph's land, with the choice things of heaven, with the dew, and from the deep line beneath, and with the choice yield of the sun, and with the choice produce of the months, with the best things of the ancient mountains, and with the choice things of the everlasting hills, with the choice things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who dwell in the bush. Who's him who dwell in the bush? God. Why is, it him? Why is that him who dwell in the bush? Burning bush. The burning bush. The first time God appeared to Moses, he's in the bush. So him who dwell in the bush. It's kind of interesting. Let it come to the head of Joseph, and the crown of the head of the distinguished one among his brothers, the firstborn of his ox, majesty, um, is his, and the horns are the horns of wild ox. With them he will push the peoples, and at once the ends of the earth, and those are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and those are the thousands of Manasseh. Okay, so through all this you can see um, Moses' desire for these people, for the people of Manasseh and Ephraim, is that they would have the blessing 
of uh, provision, okay, which is part of the promise of keeping the covenant. So he says, Joseph, I want you guys to be provided for. Okay? I want you to keep the covenant, and I want you to be provided for. And he also talked in 16 and 17 a little bit about um, Joseph being the firstborn. Okay? So that's his, his prayer for, for Joseph, Manasseh and Ephraim, that they would get that blessing. Okay? Obey God, get the blessing and provision. The next two are together, okay? Zebulun and Issachar. Okay, there are these guys right here, Zebulun and Issachar. Um, and it says in verse 19, They will call the people to the mountain, and they will offer righteous sacrifices. Oh, sorry, I'm going to start in 18. Of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, and uh, you're going forth in Issachar in your tents. They will call people to the mountains, and they will offer righteous sacrifices, for they will draw out the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. Um, so basically, you want these two guys to rejoice. When are they going to be rejoicing? Okay, according to the covenant, when they're obeying God, God, right? When they're following God. So he's encouraging them to follow God. Uh, the abundance of the sea, that could refer to uh, the Mediterranean Sea. So I don't know if you guys know this, but all of these tribes, they moved just a little bit from time to time. Like their borders moved a little bit. Like Dan, at one point, was actually right up here. Um, and so this is Zebulun, okay, right here. And this is a Mediterranean Sea way over here. Um, and so they actually bordered the Mediterranean Sea at one time. And right now, currently... Right here is a city in Israel that is a huge port that brings in a ton of fish and stuff. I'm, I'm, this is just a note, okay? But that could be what he's talking about, the abundance of the sea. Kind of interesting there. Uh, but overall, well, basically what um, Moses wanted for these guys is that they would rejoice in their land. And you're not going to rejoice in your land, or these guys are not going to rejoice in their land if they disobey God and they get invaded, right? Which is the punishment that's going to happen to them. All right, so his, his whole goal or his whole desire for these guys is that they would follow after God. Okay, a couple more. Um, Gad, in verse 20 and <clears throat> 21, it says of Gad, Blessed is the one who enlarges Gad and is lying down, or lies down as a lion and tears the arm of the crown of the head, and he is provided with the first part for himself, for the ruler's portion, for it is with him it will be reserved. And it came with the leaders of the people and executed justice for the Lord and his ordinances in Israel. Gad's, um, Gad's is cool, okay, because Gad is a military blessing. Basically saying, I, I want for you guys military success. Okay? Did God promise military success if they obeyed him? Yes. Yeah, he did. Remember? He said, you're going in the land, you're going to take out the land of Canaan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win those battles for you if you follow me. That's part of the conditional covenant. So Moses saying, hey, I want you to follow God, and you're gonna, I want you to get this blessing that God's given to you. Okay, Dan. Dan in verse 22, he says, And of Dan, he is a lion's whelp that leaps forth from Bashan. No one really knows what this means, okay? I'm not going to lie. Um, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows what it means that he's a lion's whelp that's going to leap forth from Bashan. There's a lot of, like, speculation on it. Um, we're not really sure. We know Judah's called the lion's whelp in Genesis 49. Uh, but we don't really know what it means. We just know that Moses wanted good things for Dan. Do you think that... When it said, like, the lions leap, do you think it meant, like, they will prosper throughout many things? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what it means. Um, could. Um, there's some different theories on it, but basically we know that what Moses wanted for these guys was good. He wanted them to, again, because all of all the other ones, I mean, he wanted them to obey God and receive the blessing. Uh, and this would be a blessing. Okay, and then of Naphtali, it says, uh, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full blessing of the Lord, take possession of the sea and the south, or the Sea of the South. Uh, this could be the Sea of Galilee. I'm going to back up one. Okay, this is Naphtali right here, and it, in the south of Naphtali, this is the Sea of Galilee. It's kind of interesting. Um, 
So that could be the Sea of the South that he's talking about. And then it also, uh, some interesting stuff is, where did Jesus do his ministry? Yeah, like right right there, a lot right in there, right? So Jesus is actually in Naphtali a lot. Um, so when, you know, Moses said that, if you look at it, that uh, the full blessing of the Lord, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting that Jesus spent a lot of time there and he wanted the full blessing of the Lord for them. Uh, but either way, all of this goes back to the, um, the conditional covenant, okay? Because they're not going to get this and they're not going to be blessed in this way, right? Um, without that covenant. Okay, and then of Asher, it is said, more blessed than the sons of Asher, may he be favored by his brothers, and may he dip his foot in oil. And your locks will be locks of iron and bronze according to the days, so uh, will be your leisurely walk, or so will your leisurely walk be. Okay, so again, Asher, locks of iron and bronze. Um, Any people... chance that Samson came from Asher? I'm not sure. But either uh, locks of iron and bronze, okay, those are strong locks. Okay, back in that day, right? So that means he wants God's protection. Okay, did protection come in the conditional covenant yes. if they obeyed? Yeah, it did. So he says, I want this conditional covenant to happen for you guys so you guys are protected. Okay, then at the end, very end, okay, in verse 26 through the end of the chapter, he talks about God again, and he talks about how great God is. We're going to read that, okay? And then we're going to go to the New Testament, and we're going to look at how we can apply this in our life. I know this is a weird like a weird lesson because it's a blessing but stick with me and we'll, we'll get to the end okay verse 26 that says there's uh, none like the God of Israel who rides in the heavens to your help and through the skies um, in his majesty the eternal God is a dwelling place and underneath are his everlasting arms and he drove out the enemy before you and he said destroy so Israel dwells in security a fountain of Jacob secluded in a land of grain and new wine heavens also drop down dew Okay, all these things that he's talking about, we're going to keep going, but all these things he's talking about, like, these are all the blessings that come with conditional promise, if, we, if you remember. Okay, blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, who is the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty, so your enemies will cringe before you, and you will tread upon their high places. Okay, again, um, he's saying, hey, God's the one doing this, but look, this is the blessing that you guys are going to get for the conditional promise. So, here's the deal. We want to be like Moses in this case, okay? Moses is encouraging these people to do what's right. I know it's hard because it's a blessing, and it's like Old Testament, so it's a long time ago. So, like, the language is, like, kind of weird, like, a lion's whelp. We don't even, like, that's a lion's cub, right? But we don't know what he meant by that. So some of it's a little bit hard to follow, but the whole point of it is that, hey, I'm blessing you, not like, hey, I'm like, I'm not being a prophet and saying, hey, these things are what's going to happen to you. I'm saying, Moses is saying, hey, I want these things to happen to you, and they're going to happen if you follow God, because it's a conditional covenant. Okay, does that make sense? Now, are we under that conditional covenant? No. No, we're not under that conditional covenant, right? So Moses is praying these things on us. Okay. But we can be like Moses and encourage other people to obey God too. Okay, are we to obey God still? Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? We're to we're to be followers of Christ, right? Um, and so we want that, and we want to encourage other people in that. So I got some verses for us that we're going to look at, and can everybody see those kind of? All right. So these are all telling us that we need to encourage one another. Okay, and we should. Okay, you guys should be encouraging one another. We should be encouraging one another. Hebrews 3.13, okay? It says, But encourage one another day after day as long as it is called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Saying, encourage each other. 
Okay, if it's called today, it's always called today. All right, so encourage one another. Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only that uh, such a word that is good for edification. That means like encouraging each other and building each other up according to the need of the moment. Okay, according to what that person needs right now, that's how we should talk to them. Okay, a lot of times we do things for ourselves. Even when we talk to other people, we talk to other people for ourselves. But we should be doing it for them according to how they need to be edified or encouraged or built up according to the need of what they need right now, the need of the moment. Hebrews 10.24, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. I love that. How do you stimulate someone to love and good deeds? Okay, Philippians 2.4, do not merely look after your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Okay, not only don't just look at yourself and what you need, but look at the needs of the others. And 1 Thessalonians 5.14, we urge you, brother, to admonish okay, the unruly. And then look at this. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everybody. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everybody. Okay? Now, if you look at these five, this is only five, but if you look at these five, this is exactly what Moses was doing. Okay, he was encouraging at that time, how many, I mean, like two million plus people. Okay, he's encouraging them to do what God has for them to do. He's stimulating them to love and good deeds, right? He's, he's encouraging and stimulating them to do what's right. Was he looking out for his own interests? No. No, he's looking out for the interests of them, right? He's about to go die. Who cares what happens, right? But no, he, he did care. He cared about these other people, okay? And so, and then he encouraged them. Um, if they were faint-hearted, that would have encouraged them which I'm sure some of them were, and that he was helping them, helping the weak, and he was being patient with them. Everybody knows Moses is super patient with those people. Okay, And so if we look at this, this is exactly what Moses is doing, and this is what we should be doing too with one another. Does that make sense? Okay, So okay, as believers, okay, we put our faith in Jesus Christ for eternal life, and we have it. We're believers, right? Um, and then we can do nothing with it, and we can just sit on it. Or you can do it. Or you can use it. Or you can use it, right? And part of using that and part of coming together as a body, and part of the importance of being here together is that we can encourage one another and lift each other up and help each other out and push each other towards Christ, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, and that's why that's part of the reason why this is so important, why meeting together is so important. And that's exactly what Moses did. Okay, and we can emulate him, we can look at him and be like, hey. You know, we can do that too. I think that's what I had down for the impact. Yeah, be like Moses, stimulate others to good deeds. It's again, it's super simple, okay, like in thought. Like it's really easy to comprehend this, right? Does everybody know, like, encourage other people? Everybody know what that means? Yeah. Okay, it's super simple to think about, but it's super hard to do because we tend to look at our own interests instead of the interests of other people. Like Philippians uh, two four, we tend to look at our own personal gain, our own personal self, and be focused on ourselves rather than focus on others around us. Right? At least I am. And so this week, let's try and look out for the interests of other people, whether that's your brothers and sisters, or whether that's your people at school with you, um, or whether that's the people here at youth group. Okay, let's try and do that. Stimulate them and push them to do what God's called them to do. Make sense? Thumbs up? Sweet. Thanks again for joining us for True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. If you enjoyed this lesson, make sure you subscribe so you can hear the rest of the lessons on True to the Bible podcast. And if you have any questions regarding this lesson or any of the other lessons, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Thanks again for joining us.